Hey, you're listening to the Dan and Cody podcast. This is episode one zero double digits. Hit it up. Play it. This is the Dan and Cody podcast. Ah, a toy boat. Toy boat. The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. This is the Dan and Cody podcast. Red leather, red leather, yellow leather. Saddle up, partner. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been reading, I've been reading a book. It's called The Dueling Neurosurgeons. Like the dueling pianos, but yeah, surgeons. it's like the it's, it's called the dueling neurosurgeons, and what it is is it's a it's this guy who's written a book basically on the brain uh-huh. and what happens with the brain and how certain parts could be shut off and what happens in our bodies. And is he a real surgeon? No, he's actually just a guy writing about it, but he has spoken with all these other people and he's kind of brought it into like the different parts of our brain. Is he a doctor? And what happens? No, he's not a doctor. That's the weird thing. Book's pretty great, actually. Okay. So he was talking about um, when you fall asleep, your hippocampus or whatever it is cuts off all the movement in your body, right? So that you don't move around when you're sleeping. Now, right. obviously, you've heard stories of sleepwalkers and things like that. Yeah. They got shitty hippocampuses. Yeah, right? Like something's happening where their body's not disconnecting those parts of their body. So Jenny gets, has a little, like, She's got some jolts. She has a jolt. She's got electric jolts running through her, yeah. running through her body. She's very jolty. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was basically explaining that when, when this happens, there have been situations uh, where people wake up from their sleep. Mm-hmm. And that hippocampus doesn't turn their body back on. Hmm. Did it happen to you, Michael? Oh, yeah. All the time. Our audio guy. Not, he had not much anymore. He used to a lot. He'll wake up and can't move he his can't body. Move. That, that's happened to me before, too. Really? Maybe it's yeah, in you our wake family. Up and you, can't, you can't move. Like, you wake up. Like you're you wide awake. See, you can see around the room. You can't and then, move. But you, like, so a lot of people uh, associate with like demons because you're still kind of dreaming. Yes. So you can see, they um, do associate it with like things like that. Fuck this shit. This is scary as hell. I don't see your empty room. It's like, ah, I want to move. I want to get up, but I can't get up. What? No, no. So, so this is yeah, interesting well, that you say you just, this. You just, can't, you just relax, and then you can just like, you wake up. It's not, it's not too bad if you stay calm. If you panic, then it can get really bad because you can't move. Your body doesn't move. So the, here's the crazy thing about this, Dan. So they're explaining in this book that a lot of the time people do this, and they're actually their brain hasn't kicked them out of a dream state. Mm-hmm. So when they come when they wake up they're still dreaming they're dreaming but they're seeing it Ooh. so visually what's happening so they're saying that a lot of explanation for like people being abducted uh-huh. where their body doesn't move but they feel like they're in a bright room and there's these aliens like they're dreaming that yeah but they're awake that's some trippy shit man yeah because you're in like deep REM sleep yeah Damn. But you're wide where awake. I, where my roommate walked in, looked at me, and then walked out. It's like, that was weird. And you're like, no, come back. Holy cow, that's a cra- <laughs> like, I can't, I can't imagine that happening to me. The other thing about this Hell book was, no. was, was pretty nuts is they talk about the human brain and its ability to adapt to situations and how when you lose a sense, you know, your body kind of takes over and other things are enhanced, right? Because yeah. your body is needing, your mind is needing those things to identify things and sure. warn you of dangers. So 
they talked about the you've heard about the blind guy that uses echolocation. He clicks. Like uh Daredevil? Yeah. Like yeah. The, well does Daredevil click? I don't think he clicks. Where he's like no. Like bats. Bats do it. They use echolocation to fly because they're blind. Right. So they, they'll do it and it bounces around and it creates the environment. You kind of see it a little bit in Daredevil when he does it, when he like sees things by the when water it like hitting rains. the ground yeah. and it's like creating the environment. Yeah. So the, this guy, the most functional living person that is blind, he can ride a bike. He can do all kinds of shit and he's completely blind because he was blind since he was five. Mm-hmm. And he was able to teach himself how to see by sounds. So he's able to visually kind of like build a world around him. So he can like visually like create his surroundings. Now he's not going to be able to see the detail like you and me, but he's able to see big things. So another thing that they did in this with this book is they also explained about an experiment in the 70s where they put like this chip on your tongue Mm -hmm. and then they did it for blind people and they put like a camera on their forehead. And what would happen is their tongue – over time, they started to see a visual cortex kick in. And what would happen, there'd be pulses that would hit on the tongue from this chip that was on there. Yeah. And what it would do is it would create the shapes of what people were seeing in front of them. That's so fucking cool. That your mind is able to take what's happening out there and build that vision in your visual cortex, which is actually like activating and kicking itself on. Hmm. And it's like... Holy shit. Like, I'm not so afraid to be blind now. That's but I don't awesome. want to be blind. I don't want to but be yeah, blind. Yeah, you'd, you'd be like baby blind right now. You'd have to start from scratch. Yeah. Do you, kind of like this. All right. Can you? I can walk into any room and know if the TV is on immediately. Because of the sound? No. Like, if the sound's completely down, like, let's say your TV's black. Like, completely black, but it's on. You know what I mean? Like I can, I can sense it. This is your secret power. This is it. This is what God's given me. The ability to sense a TV that's on a channel that has no picture. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> all right, all right. So, like, let's say, all right, let's say, because you know, like, if you're watching, like, I don't know, if you have it on auxiliary or like HDMI one or whatever, and there's no picture yet. Yeah. And there's no sound. Yeah. I know if that TV is on or off. Aside from the red light in the bottom corner. No, no, no. Like. I can feel it being on without even seeing the light or anything. Without so seeing the light or anything. So you've been telling me you feel like the electronic presence of Something it? about it, yeah. Can you feel that with your cell phone? No. It's just a television. It's a TV. Yeah. Did you, did you sleep a lot with a TV when you were on as a kid? Yes. Really? A lot. But yeah, I'm any, any room. If I'm in there, like the second I enter it, I'll be like, oh, that TV's on, but nothing's on it. What? That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. That's a pretty great power. That's my daredevil. That's my daredevil. <laughs> It'd be I ironic mean, if you walk into the room. I can't click or nothing, but... <laughs> but I can see, I know if that TV's on. Tick, tick, tock, tock. Looks like I'm in front of a tree. <laughs> <laughs> so there's also another story about a great adventure. That is so cool, though. That back in 1820... He went mm-hmm. blind at the age of 25. He had like a retinal blastoma or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So the English army, the British army, because he was a Navy boy in, in Britain, said, okay, well, for your job now that you can't really do anything but be blind is go to church twice a day and pray for the king and queen. And they 
provided them a, him, a, him a severance package, a payment. That's all he could do, do is go to a church and pray? Well, mind you, back then they treated blind people like they treated like the mentally handicapped and things like that. They were shunned. So society. there's like, go pray for other people? Yes, they would Fuck. pay him to do that. That's terrible. But he got a lot of pain in his body because he was an adventurer. And he realized when he traveled, he'd feel better. Mm-hmm. So he requested that he travel. And they're like, well, you're a blind person. We're not going to send somebody with you so you can do it. He's like, I'm going on my own. So he'd go out and, like, Good and he luck. traveled the world. And he wrote about his adventures and how he would experience things. Are you sure somebody didn't just tell him like, yep. You're in Italy. <laughs> he like gets there. Like, he's like walking around. They put him in a room and they like sway a box and yeah. he's like standing and it's like, this is the ocean. Yeah. How <laughs> the fuck would he know where he's at? <laughs> you smell that? Like somebody sprays like perfume and he's like, oh, I must be in the, the strange world of India right yeah. now. Ooh, that's very exotic. This is a zoo in India. Oh. Holy sh! I didn't know India was that close. Yeah, it's down the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, in London, things are really broken up. It's very easy to be in India. You wouldn't even know. It is. It's a melting pot, people. So, wait, so he went all over the world. All over the world. He wrote about it, and his body would feel better for whatever reason. Because mentally, something was kicking into where he felt pain in his body. And when he traveled, he was able to not. By himself. Yeah. How the fuck? Well, he didn't have to ride a bike. You know, that, he had to trust a but lot they believe, of But they believe he probably used echolocation. And in all of his books, he rarely, if ever, talked about his blindness. Did he write his book in Braille? This was before Braille, Helen, Helen Keller. Oh. <laughs> See, he, how is he doing this? I don't know. Like it just a, shows you what you're capable of if you're blind when, and you they, write a book, when crazy things happen to you. If you're blind and you write a book, it's by somebody else. What? <laughs> I'm telling you. Because you can't write it. Why can you not write it? You could talk it. If you were able to write for 25 years, and then one day you're blind, you're telling me you forgot how to write? If I was blind, it would be like, Dan's biography written by Peter fucking Weller or something. So Peter Weller Peter wrote it. I didn't fucking write it. I'm blind. That doesn't mean you can't write it. Like, for me, writing a book is writing it. Like, physically writing it. You can't write it. Can't type it. I get if I learn Braille, I could write it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna write a book in Braille that nobody but blind people can read? Well, they would adapt it like Audible. I would I would See, talk it. Here's here's a question though. You say that <laughs> I'm saying this dude can't write a book. That you have He's to blind. write a book, but you always say that you read books. But you don't read them. I heard you it. You listen to I them. I heard. I hear all my books, books on tape, and you're like, "Yeah, I read that book." And, all right, Sandy, stop it right there. But you didn't it's read not it. called books you on tape it. anymore. They're not on tape. They're not on tape. I got one of them MP3 it's, books. It's audible. Yeah, that, and I hate it when athletes are like, "Well, we're gonna watch the film." It's not on fucking film anymore, guys. It's all digital. You're watching the video. You know, it's true. But yeah, I mean. Okay, so, all right. The blind guy wrote the book, okay? I'm not, that's fine. That's cool. You got a stance. You're sticking to it. I respect I'm only that. kidding. Blind people can write books. I got nothing against the blind. <laughs> Backtracking like a motherfucker. Okay, Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, my God. D- dude, all right, Trump. That I told you earlier, that shit sealed the deal for me. 
that he is just a completely evil man. Well, you know, I thought after season one of The Apprentice. <laughs> but I could see why it would take that long. He is an evil, evil man. It's, it's, it's hard to, to picture him anywhere near a White House. Well, I think he's, uh, he's been upper class his whole life, and he's not afraid to say that. And, I, you know, he's got yeah. his beliefs on what's going to fix America. And, I, you know, I'm not going to fault him for that, but I'm not going to necessarily vote for him either. Yeah. No, I hear you. I don't know. To each his Trump. To each his Trump. There is a homeless guy. Well, there was living outside of our like apartment complex area and like he's developed this tree foundation and then taken i already told you about this shit the with marshall didn't i i don't remember okay well he he's moved in he's moved in like six seven like shopping carts full of trash he has uh like a freaking gutter that's like bent up, there's trash everywhere, and then there's a tarp over it. Okay. Now, I am a compassionate human being. I like to think of myself as compassionate. But, like, this, it's more than an eyesore. It's, it's dangerous at this point. There's been a lot of break-ins at our place. People have gone through the gate. They've broken into cars. Um, I don't think anyone's been broken into their homes or anything, but... It's definitely a concern. Our, our security isn't that really isn't really that good. And like when you leave, it's like right outside the gate. So when I leave my car, when I leave in my car, I see it, it puts me in a bad mood. It's like fuck. But I get, I understand. I'm like, dude, it's homeless. It's very unfortunate. I feel bad for him. So I called the police and I was like, what can I? What can be done here? I was like, we we want this guy to leave. We've had a bunch of break-ins. There, it's seriously like a fucking like fort. It's a really nice fort. It's a really good fort built. Your apartment complex? No, this guy's this guy's this cart, guy's homeless. This camp. guy's cart fort. Yeah, it's carts. It's it's like box springs. It's all the mattress Monday goods you could ever need. So the co- the cops, the dispatch lady or whatever, she's like, "Well, he's not. Is he on the property?" I was like, "Technically, no." They're like, is he blocking the sidewalk? Technically, no. Is has he stolen anything? Technically, no. And they're like, "Well, we can't do anything about it." And I was like, you, "There's no between." I was like, "He has to break the law for you guys to even come over here and like move him, or like tell him to like move along." And they're like, "Yeah, basically, well, yeah, because they're police, right?" But I mean, this dude like has no like home, home. Yeah, yeah. he's homeless, Dan. So why couldn't you tell him <laughs> to roll out? No, but like no cop can even come over and be like, roll out. He has to like steal from me first. Yeah. I mean, he's on a public sidewalk, right? Right. But you can't live on the sidewalk. I can't. He's doing it. I can't build a house on the sidewalk, can I? You can't build a house. But you can have a traveling house. Yeah, man. It's traveling. It's fucked. It's fucked. All right. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like you're taking this stance because it's not outside of your building. But I like. Dude, I told you. I live like right down the street from my. I live off Garbage Street. Like. I man, <laughs> all the condoms in all the backyard. condoms in my backyard, all of Marshall's condoms that he just wants yeah. to throw out after his late night rendezvous. So this is Marshall's buddy. He's very thankful for all of his mattresses. Yes, but it's. I feel like unless it's at your doorstep, like it's very easy and convenient to be like, "Well, let him live there. It's fine. It's not fine. It's fucking disgusting. There's a bunch of shit everywhere, all over the place. We yeah. want him to go, and like." 
I think he's gone now. Like, he's since left because it, like, rained or whatever happened. But now all of his shit is just exploded outside Now of you got place. a giant mess. It's just a fucking mess. And nobody's going to clean it up. No one's going to clean, clean it up. It's like, what are we going to do? Like, do I have to put on, like, fucking rubber gloves and, like, a mask and cut up a couch and fucking throw away all the stuff? It's It's horrible. But I wish there was, like, a way to be, like, you, you got to move, dog. Just move. Just like, like a go. homeless relocation program. Yeah. Like, just like you're homeless. You don't have a home. We just want to relocate you somewhere else where you don't have a home. Yeah. yeah I mean, and totally. there, there's, like, there's areas, like, <laughs> uh, like up and down 405, up and down 405 Let's on the side Let's put you right next it. to the highway. There's all these homeless shanties totally. right there. Yeah, it's of a, course. I mean, it's a major problem. Skid Row is, like, all... People in tents. Yeah. yeah. And it's fucked. It's so fucked. But, I mean, I... It's, it's funny you mention that because those guys are true survivors. They are. They're they're the nomads. They are the nomads. They're able to eat garbage. My, my co-worker, Jordan, he was talking to me about uh, these homeless people around him. And uh, he said that, I don't know how, but somehow he found, like, some old beat-up, like, pant- homeless panties. And there was a note that was like, last night was great. And see Some beat up homeless panties. <laughs> yes, like what like, the hell does a beat up pair of homeless panties? Well, look a- like? after we talked, from what we gathered, was that this is probably a pair of like two people hooked up, two homeless she, people. Yeah, and she left her panties for him as like a trophy, and was like, "Last night was great." Holla, see you later. <laughs> and it's, I. <laughs> Just, I'm on to I'm on to my nomad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm off. I'm out. But I'm like, I think that's cool that there's a see you at the next train depot. I think that's cool because there's still like that social aspect. Like that would happen, you know, in in, in, in other lives. Yeah, in so an apartment. Like, yeah, or like some some college kids. You know. Yeah. So they basically they leave their have, panties or their bra. And they like, live those lives. Me. They just remove the walls. Yeah. They're, they're just outside doing it. They're outside doing it. I mean, it. you want it honestly? That's like real nature. What if you were like the nerdy homeless dude? What? The, like you couldn't even like, like so. What's so, a nerdy homeless dude? What would he be a nerd about? Okay, so because of that situation, that leads me to believe that there is still like a social class within homeless. Yeah. So you have like these nerdy homeless dudes who are like, I love yeah. the wheels. What on grocery carts, and I collect them. Like, what if you're dorky homeless? Like, you're not even cool homeless. No, you're not. You're not. You, like, so there is a level so of being like, like the you cool have homeless. like the alpha homeless men. Yeah, and it's just like high school, but I would like to see. I would like to see a, a, a John would... Hughes movie with with all of the characters homeless, like Breakfast Club homeless, homeless. edition. Yeah. Not to make fun of them. This is a very... Instead of a library, they're like down by a sewer hole. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it looks like cops got us cornered. It's my idea. I had an idea to write a, um, a, like a, a, a show about homeless called Spare Change. What, what, what happened? I don't know. I like podcasts better. <laughs> <laughs> Spare change. Got That'd be good though. But like, I'd have to like do a lot of research and be like be homeless. Well, and there's a difference between being a homeless and being a beggar. Like, yeah. How do you? I mean, this is a serious problem. I'm not trying to make light of the problem, but it's when it's at your doorstep. It is. It's unfortunate, and I, there's nothing I can do. 
but to be like, I don't want homeless there. I don't want, I don't want my apartment area like fucking fucked up. You know? Holy shit! That was a shitty question. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was like, where's this question? I thought about a man with two first names. Can't trust him. Can't. Exit strategy. When I think about it, no. <laughs> recently, <laughs> recently there was a there's a there was an earthquake in uh, Chile, an 8.3 magnitude yeah. earthquake, big one, big time, caused a big old tsunami. Los Angeles is going to get hit with a big earthquake. Oh, it's it's coming. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. It's yeah, it is inevitable. What do you do? Do you stay in Los Angeles? Do you stay in LA? What do you do? Do you have an exit strategy? If so, what do you do? Okay. In my experience and from what I've gathered, I was I've always under the I was always under the impression that if a big one hit, everything left of the 405 is completely fucked you're dead and you have no chance because you're getting tsunamied so we are where i am in van nuys we're technically we well we are we're east of the 405 and we're not on the west side by the beaches or anything so we have a valley to help us to buy us time i think we have time if something if a big one went down we have time to, to i'm not head east. and i'm not even saying like i'm not even saying a tsunami. I'm saying, like, if the earthquake hit, right? Earthquake hits. What and, am I like, doing? I'm saying a big earthquake. Yeah. What do you do? Do you hang out at your house? Do you leave? Do you go? Do you try and get out of town? Uh, what do you do? Well, during the actual like quake, I think you're supposed to find a strong structure. Yeah. In yeah, your place. Yeah. But, so it'd be like bathtub. Okay. You so know? you've survived the earthquake. The earthquake's over. Yeah. Buildings are destroyed. Streets are destroyed. We're the fucked. city's in chaos. We're do you? What do you do? Do you have an exit strategy? Yes, I'm taking my wife. We're making some calls if the phones are on. Yes. If not, we're getting we're getting the gun, getting the car, and we out. We're so going. you're driving. You're gonna leave yeah, town. We're gonna try to leave. Yeah, because there's gonna there'd be a ton of rioting. What right? Gun. The gun. The gun. What gun? I'm gonna get it. No, 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 no. He's going to riot for a gun. We don't have a gun, but I'm going to get... I In my plan, I have a gun. Because this is down the road. Yeah, but the earthquake could happen tomorrow. Now. What are you I talking know. about? Then I get... Uh, then replace gun with some sort of weapon. So you're going to get in a car a and weapon. you're going to drive? Yeah, we're gone. You're going to drive? We go east, yeah. We go to your mom's. Jenny's mom's in Ukaipa. Okay. What's up, Ukaipa? And we you take Mike. Stick Michael. that route. You know what I do? Well, Julie's probably dead. Yes. Stop it! Sorry. She's she died. She's west of the 405. She died, yeah. Julie comes with us. Nah, she well, got sucked we, up by tsunami waves. We check on it. We can't go west. Oh. We take Julie and Michael and we all go. Well, we try. You had, you, so you had, you had east. Yeah, we go east. Interesting. Okay. You have to. Because, I mean, the fault line. Damn, the last. You would just be completely fucked. Right, but I'm talking about like the big one. The big one that Cody is referring to will just like cut LA in half. Well, like in a quarter, and that that part would sink into the ocean, left of the 405. Is that what they say? Yeah. So Santa Monica's gone. Gone. Everything. Venice. And then and then though and then those vibrations, those earth, those earth shattering uh, plates and whatnot, that causes the tsunami. That's what you have to be afraid of. 
is not the initial like rattling. Yeah, that'll fuck shit up. But then that's going to cause a huge chain reaction. The fucking tsunami's going to come over and just wipe out stuff. And I mean, being in the valley, we're kind of screwed because it's basically just a pool waiting, you know? Cause you're yeah, in but, a, nah, kind you're in a of. Bowl. But you could, yeah, you're kind of in a bowl, but you, but you have time. You got, you got some degree of time. Yeah, you have a yeah. little bit of time. I mean, I'm valley. dead. Yeah, you're in Culver, right? No, I'm like a, I'm north of Culver. Are you I'm east like of the I'm east of Culver. I'm north of the ten, east of the four hundred five. I'm dead. You're dead, man. I have an exit strategy. Though. <laughs> What's yours? I I am going to uh, head up towards Big Bear. I'm going to take okay. the uh, the Pacific North. Uh, what did they call it? The Northwest Pacific Passage. PCH. Is that what it is? Well, that, uh, well, that would be no, fun. not the highway. Yeah. I'm taking the mountain path that there's a mountain, the mountain range that runs down here. You uh-huh. can actually, there's a trail that runs all the way here, all the way up to Seattle. And I'd take that up till Oregon and then oh, I'd like head the back hiking? to Idaho. Yeah. The oh. hiking trail. People do that. Yeah, I would do it. I would walk. I'd walk. I mean, because you got to think of it this way. If you're going to drive, you're getting nowhere. Because yeah, there the is one be highway between... L.A. and Vegas. 15's jacked. That'll be jacked. 15 be is jacked. gone. You can't get anywhere. You're stuck. So what do you got to do? Like, you can't. Like, getting in your car is a waste of your time because you're standing there. You'd have to have some sort of off-road vehicle. Yeah, you'd have to have, like, a bike. If you had a motorbike of sorts, Yeah, you could maybe, like, go that route. But gas is only going to get you so far. Because when that happens, too, everything's, everything's raided. Everything's, like, no, oh, it's chaos, man. You need a gun. Nah, I mean, you need some kind of like, I don't know if you don't if, need to if, if you're going to be tr- taking a trail. Man, in the dead of night. You need weapons. I'm doing it at night. Okay. But it's you like need secret, weapons. secret, secret journeys. You're just I got a secret map. path. I got a you're secret going path. nomad. I'm going nomad, hands down. I got a, I got a, t- a two-man. Do you have a lot of survival skills? I have like none. I mean, I can read in the dark, so I think I'll be okay. <laughs> can you hunt? Can you like cook? Can you skin like I can a- fish. Uh, I've never skinned anything. Well, that's not true. That would no, be so tough true. for me to like catch a squirrel. I've watched it. people skin things. I think I'd be okay. Only someone's screaming outside. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Chaos has ensued. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't. Okay. I don't. I don't know if I could kill my own food. That would be hard for me. Yeah, earthquake survival. Jenny. You know, the Jenny chaos at the same time. Part of me wants to experience the chaos. You know. Could you do Fear Factor? Never. No. No, because I don't eat weird things. I'm yeah. very, I'm a very picky eater. That would be my biggest problem of trying to survive. Is like, oh, you got to eat these pig guts. Fuck. I don't eat pig guts. You know. Well, we've got eyeballs. Yeah, not my thing. An elk penis. <laughs> Take your pick. An elk penis. Um, okay. All right. That's good to know. Well, at least we know each other's exit strategies. Yeah. Um, would you have taken the red pill? With blue pill, remind me. Red pill, you go back to back to living your worthless life. Yes. Blue pill, you get shown the reality. The, of the reality. Situation. Ooh, if I was Neo or am I me? I mean, let's go. You're you. Why would I okay. want you to be Neo? You're Dan Hill. <laughs> I like you better than Neo. Neo was a boring ass. He was know? pretty boring. He was. Even when he could fight, he was still not somebody you'd want to have a conversation <laughs> with. I know Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. And then Lawrence Fishburne was like, I'm going to go hang out with my more like brainy friends because you are boring the bejesus out of me. (laughs) They're like, Neo, you need to wake up. 
<laughs> you are the one, yeah. but God damn it, you need to show me. You really have to. <laughs> that really whole movie, they're like, no. Neo, what the fuck are you doing? Start being the one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a disappointment until the, the end one. of the movie. He knows he is the one. Um, I would... Oh, shit, this is hard. I know, I know in my head that I should just... I mean, Be you realize and and go back to yeah because living my dumb life yeah. But I would probably take the red pill. Really, the yeah. blue pill, the blue. Yeah, you don't really. If you do that, you curiosity, up, you man, could potentially give up this. I know. Your wife. That's what I was pointing at. This isn't an object. This, my laptop? No, <laughs> not my Mac. <laughs> I gotta take my MacBook, but I would take the red pill. <laughs> Just flush me down the toilet. Game over. Um, okay. All right. Okay. I like that question. Yeah, it's a little. That's a little deep one, huh? It's a good one. These remind me of. You know, uh, <laughs> this is terrible. My questions are so bad. No. So these my are next really question. Good. My next question. I must not have been thinking. Uh huh. The next question was right or left hand. <laughs> For jerking off? I don't know why it's there. That's all it says. The last thing there. Right, right or, or left, left hand. hand. Use it up to you. Okay. Anyway. Uh, well, I use my right hand okay. to write. Good. And jerk off. Okay. Well, good for you. Double double dose. The double J. The, <laughs> the double handy J. The double handy he J. He comes up every episode. He has to. He means a lot to Get me. over here, handy. Get over your hands. So, 500 years ago, people did what? What were their jobs? I have no idea. Farmers, man. No math. Farmers. Oh, there farmers. was no math. All they needed to know was how many seeds they needed to plant. They cultivated. They cultivated. They were, and it was agrarian community. What is agrarian? Agrarian is that of farmers, right? Far, they all lived on a fief run by a lord. I feel like someone's kid's name is agrarian now. Oh, probably. <laughs> He's probably best friends with uh, what, William Robert. Bilbo, <laughs> Bill Bob, but so, uh, but so everybody was that way. So I've listened on the news, and they're worried about jobs because of tech. Okay, like these tech companies are whittling jobs away because they're making it so that we don't have to do anything. So we're gonna have like you know like driverless kiosks. cars, and we're gonna have. You know, systems where, yeah, kiosks, we're cutting out the salesperson. Like, right. So here's my thing. And I had this conversation earlier with, with, uh, with Monsieur Dan Lanigan. Oh, okay. So this what is up, what Dan? made me think. What up, Dan Lanigan? You the uh, man, Dan. You the man, man. Uh, sorry, I don't know why I had to follow you. <laughs> you the man, Dan. <laughs> Flavor Flav. <laughs> <laughs> so he, we, we had this conversation. And my thought on this was... It doesn't matter. Like technology has been a part of history, right? And it's sure. always happening. It's created history. It's and, recorded history. And it's changed the way we do things. Yeah. But ultimately, there's not more homeless than there were. There's not? No, man. We got more people in the country, so yeah, we're going to have more homeless. Sure. But that's because you got crazier people out there in the world and they're just homeless because they're crazy. Right. You know, they we, choose to be. Or people choose to be homeless. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, yes, we have like a job rate or whatever that they measure for unemployment, things like that. Sure. But ultimately, we adapt. Right. And new, when we find new technologies, new types of jobs open up. Yeah. So like, oh, uh, we didn't have, you know, 
uh, microchip makers or designers when there were when it was an agrarian community. Those no. guys were like potato farmers, right? Yeah. So new jobs open up where there's new technology. So ultimately, it all kind of washes itself out. So like instead of being the kiosk, the the cashier at McDonald's, yes. you are now packaging. The microchips that go into the kiosk. Well, and Dan's argument that was being given forward was basically a worldwide welfare system that would pay everybody a livable wage mm-hmm. That so because they wouldn't have to work because they couldn't work because there was no work available because automation and uh, computers and robots or whatever it may be mm-hmm. may come into play and take over. Well, who decides a livable wage? Exactly. That was another thing too. And like, well, what are we? What, we're paying you to do nothing. Yeah, just to live. But do I believe that that time will come? Communism. Well, that's ultimately what it is. But even in communism, everybody has a role. True. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I I don't ever see anyone being paid to live. I did hear the other day or today that that you get paid to live in Alaska. They pay you. Yes. If you're a native Alaskan, you get a cut of the oil money. But if you, if you don't have a record and you move to Alaska, you get paid for living in Alaska. Hmm. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I do know that they have the uh, um, – they had 150 years ago, they had the – what was it? Where you stake a claim on land and you get 200 acres or 60 acres or whatever it is. Huh. The Homestead Act. Oh, the Homestead really? Act is 150 years ago – they President Lincoln had offered up a you could go out west and you'd race. Like you remember Far and Away with Tom Cruise? Yeah. That oh, was yeah. what the Homestead Act was. They'd go out and they'd open up these They're big like, swaths of land mine. and you'd stake your claim in the land, right? Right. They'd all race to own these like several acres of property. That act is still in place, but it's in parts of Alaska that nobody wants to fucking live. Oh. Because by staking the claim on the land, you also agree to like till it and work the land and make use of the land. Make something of it. If you're yeah. not going to do that, you can't stake the claim, I believe is part of what the law reads. Gotcha. But that's just kind of a cool side note that yeah. I believe is still in place. Somebody needs to check me on that. But I think tech is good, but I, you know, like my example at the grocery store, those... The kiosks, like the do-it-yourself checkout, those things are good, yeah, if you don't enjoy any sort of human interaction. But those things are really temperamental and they fuck up. So someone is still there. like There's a job there to make sure that there, that yeah, shit works. There's a job to monitor and make sure no one is stealing. But it, it's still too way fucking temperamental. Yeah. And like scanning and then it's like, place the item. On the thing. It's and if like you, we're like, teaching move you it, to do a job that we have to teach it. somebody that needs some degree of skill. Yeah. So and I don't and 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 because of those things, if you notice, they they've closed like five or six of the human manned cashiers. Yes. So it fucking slows down everything. Everyone I mean if I got one or pissed. two items, I'm not gonna lie, I would prefer just getting in and out. And you go and through it's the thing. Yeah. See, I used to do that, but I don't I don't fucking like it anymore. I'm like, dude. I'm already bagging my own shit. Y'all can y'all. You can should give me it. a discount on my groceries. Yeah, that's because you don't want to pay. That's a, a fella to come help me out with this. Yeah, so well, that that, that tech I'm against. I would rather there be 15 employees in 15 lines 
getting people out the door. Do you think I understand it's not that as efficient, but it's not efficient for us to fucking fumble around, like, figuring out how to scan the goddamn barcode, and then, like, you tip it, and it thinks you're stealing it. Yeah. And it's like, place the item, and then it's like, go see your fucking manager or whatever, and then they have to come put in a code, and it's just annoying. Do you think there's going to be a day when everything's completely automated and we don't have jobs? Uh, no. I, I, I think... I think change in, in, in workplaces is good. I think, like, always upgrading your tech, staying ahead of the curve, changing the game, and, like, introducing new technology to be more efficient is great. But I don't think that there will ever be a time where, like, no human will be necessary. You AI. Know? AI. AI. Robots. It's, it's, it's tough. And I love tech. Like, I love, I'm a, I'm a phone guy, computer geek, intent, like, PlayStation, all that shit. Yeah. I'm into it, but I don't. I don't. I don't think Skynet is on the horizon. You know what I mean? Totally. Terminator reference for all you losers who don't watch Terminator. I'll be back. <laughs> but so so what? You're saying that there will be a time where uh, there's just no use for human work. I'm not going to say there will. I I think there's always a mental state. You know, there was that big. There was a there was a big kind of discussion several months back with Elon Musk and. Uh, I think maybe even Bill Gates had put in a t- couple words where, you know, Elon Musk was the big one with artificial intelligence to where uh. Uh, once we get to that point where we're able to create a mind that thinks on its own. I think that time has come. It'll grow to the point where it grows exponentially fast that it'll overthink even human, human brain. Like when human they merged, thought. like when they merged Ultron with, uh. Exactly. With uh, Jarvis. Yes. And he was just like way too fucking fast. Basically, that was internet. Elon Musk just promoting really the Avengers Age of Ultron. That See, that shit is more scary to me than anything. Like, I mean, you're computer- basically building a, a working, living race of beings. Yeah. They're not human, but you're basically creating things that can replicate themselves. Truthfully, and if it could if become conf- self-aware, then that's an issue. Yeah, because then you're in the and not just that. Not only the will they be self-aware to a degree, but they're built on a purpose where they can evolve at such a higher rate. Maybe not in an organic manner, but in a mental and uh, processing information manner. Yeah, uh, but even then, they could get to the point where they could become organic beings if that's what they truly wanted. Like. Ultron. I'll be back. <laughs> Skynet. But to call fucking J- Dan Hill from the future. <laughs> Everybody, thanks for listening. Make sure you go to our YouTube page, subscribe. And we're now on SoundCloud. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Subscribe, bitch! Ain't nobody played a tough guy to shit, bro.